show is Batman Live 2002, and today I'm joined by Big Willie Style. <laughs> Big Willie Style saw fit to cook us breakfast this morning. Just you're just such a, a good elder brother, aren't you? You know I'm that's that nigga. Yeah. Anyway, well today we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about Naruto because Naruto is your speciality. You know everything about Naruto, and I admit. You know far more than I do. You, you seem to like know every little, every little detail about the most obscure characters that nobody cares about, that gets barely any screen time. So, who are we talking about? Like today, I want to do a character analysis. I want to analyze uh, one of the greatest characters in Naruto history that just doesn't get the recognition he deserves. Who's that gonna be? His name is Tomiwama Senju. AKA the second Hokage. So let's let's name some of this man's accolades, some of his achievements. He's responsible for the uh, reanimation jutsu. Mm-hmm. He's responsible for the um, uh, what's the name of the teleportation teleportation technique that the fourth uses? The flying god something? Oh, yes. The flying thunder god technique. Yes, he's responsible for that. He's responsible for the Leafs police force. Is that correct? All right. He's responsible for the racism within the Leaf. <laughs> so, he's yeah, we got... He's also responsible for the Ambu Black Ops. Yeah. Not only that, he's also responsible for the Shadow Clone Jutsu. And every, almost every policy that's been put into place that Lord Third have followed yeah so basically this man he created donzo didn't he yes he did you know um oh and, and, and excuse this fool but he's eating so you know he, he's just smacking into the to, he's just smacking into the mic but anyway continue <laughs> what's so funny man <laughs> What's so funny? No, man. So what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> People gonna think we hide, man. Uh, I, oh, I was saying that he was responsible for, for Donzo being the way that Donzo is. Actually, technically, it's not really the case. Okay. Now, somewhat, yeah, that, that may be the case because he's following the entire ninja way that Lord Second has followed. Because Lord... Lord Second, Toby Ryan Senju, is the epitome of what a true ninja is. Now, explain what that means. Because you know what? I always had an issue, at least in the beginning, with the original Naruto series, of like, all right, this is about ninjas, right? So I think of, you know, you ever seen that anime Ninja Scroll? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Ninja Scroll, you got real ninjas, you know, fools running around in black hoods and stuff and slicing people in half and just being cold blooded killers. You don't really see that in Naruto as much. Of course, you got the Ambu Black Ops, so you got you know the you got the cold blooded aspect of it. But when you first in, when you first introduced to Kakashi, uh, you, you and like um, and other Jonin of the Leaf, you don't you just don't get this feeling that they're real ninjas. Like uh, we know now that they'll go and kill somebody if they have to, but back then there was just there wasn't that cold blooded feeling of. You know, if someone show up, I'll slice his head off like a ninja should. See, well, the thing about Naruto is, is that they were trying to mix 
predated Ninja with modern day world. I see. It would, and Ninja would be if he was militarized. That is not only as a cold-blooded assassin, but as a pretty much everyday person of protection, policing, and military force. Yeah, you got a point there. You got a point. So this is an evolution of the ninjas, is what you're saying. Yes, yes, yes. They're not, not all of them is required to be cold-blooded killers like they used to be. Oh, I see. So, yeah, I mean, if you got a ninja that's an everyday foot soldier... Maybe everyday foot soldiers need to just keep the peace. They don't necessarily have to go around uh, slaughtering people while they sleep and other cold-blooded type assassinations and such. Yes, yes, yes. Mm. But yeah, let's let's get back on track. So today we're going to talk about the second Hokage, one of the most underrated uh, ninja on the planet, or in at least in Naruto's world. Because of the real, really, man, you talk to any fan, I bet. If they're not as hardcore, uh, I bet they really, they, they truly don't understand how much that man has contributed to shaping the world of Naruto as we know it. No, a true hardcore fan actually would know. No, I'm saying, well, it's someone who's not as hardcore. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. But somebody like me. Oh, like you. We all know what he's truly done. Oh, yeah. That man is a pure genius. In fact, if he wasn't around when the first Hokage was around, I don't think the first Hokage would be as successful as he was. Yes, the first Hokage was most powerful with the most complex technique with the two with the Wujutsu and his own personal sage technique. But without the brains and the cunning wit of the second Hokage, he would not have be the man who he is today. So I want to know who hunted down. They didn't say exactly how he died. Well, he was running in the forest, and he, like, stayed behind. And then he passed on the title of Kage, or Hokage, to the I, third. I correct you on that. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. It was the Golden Silver Brothers, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. They jumped him, didn't they? Yeah, but but I thought they said that they didn't kill him. They Dude, attacked was, him, nearly killed this him. This was a different event. What you think, Lewis, is when the, the hidden leaf in the cloud was supposed to make a peace treaty, but it came to find out that the... Golden Silver Brothers have their own agenda and try to take out both the Raikage and the Hokage at the same time. Which is uh, pretty suicidal, if I gotta say so. Which Raikage was that they were trying to take out? Are we were we introduced to that Raikage at all, or he's just somebody that show mentions and we don't really see him? Of course we do, but we just don't know which one it is. It could either be Lower Second or Lower Third Raikage. Yeah, but I'm saying we haven't seen that one, though, right? Like in any of the flashbacks or no, anything? No, 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 no. They just oh. say that they attacked the previous Raikage and Lord Second. Lord Second barely got out. Only reason why I believe he barely got out because of his take flying, uh, flying Thundergod technique. So the fool had to run away. Pretty much. And then the Raikage, <laughs> he probably had to put on his Thunder Armor and make like a, like a lightning bolt and get up out of there. But you know how beefy these Raikages can be. They're like tanks, man. So they imagined that the Gold and Silver Brothers were so powerful, and then for Tintin to no. take them down like that. <laughs> we don't know fight how powerful nor first or second Raikage were. We only yeah. know about the third and the fourth. Yeah, that's true. But you know they come from a line of extremely powerful Raikage. So you know if if he's Raikage, it seems that the, the cloud respects strength more than anything. I could be wrong. You could correct me. But it seems they really respect strength over there, which is why they're all built like Samoans. <laughs> they're all big and beefy and just, I don't know, man. 
Uh, unless you look at Darui, he seems to be the only dark-skinned no. cloud uh-huh. ninja that isn't ultra ultra beefy. He's not ultra beefy, but he's pretty ripped. He got a little muscle mass. Yeah, yeah, he does. He's he's a little bit more thicker than Kakashi. Yeah, and Kakashi's a scarecrow, man. That's where he gets his name from. So that's not saying much. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That nigga look like a scarecrow too. Oh, okay. But anyway, let's go ahead. Let's talk about. Let's let's go. Let's let's jump into this man's contribution. We already kind of glossed over everything he did, mm-hmm. but let's come on. Let's 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 talk about this great ninja, the second Hokage. And yeah, his contributions to the ninja world. Well, what would you like to know? Well, I mean, from now, how did he rise to prominence? How did he? Let, let's talk about when he went to war, or when the Sinju clan was warring with the Uchiha clan. Well, when the second Hokage, he was always Wait, one second. I, I hope. You might be able to hear that, but there's an alarm going off in the background. I apologize. Continue. Well, during the the clan on clan clash, predating the rise of the villages, the second Hokage was always just under powerful of the, under the first. In power, but in intellectually wise, he was the most intelligent. I mean, yes, the first Hokage was powerful with the wooden technique, but the second Hokage had dozens of technique underneath his sleeve. He was even able to do the first Hokage when he beat Madara, it was pure power uh, power on power. He just overpowered Madara. But the second Hokage when he fought the younger brother, uh uh Itachi's I mean uh Madara's younger brother, it was pure wit and technique that took him down. I wanna know something. Uh, why is he such a powerful water style user? Like everybody else in the leaf I don't see who else is a water style user in the leaf. And, and okay, so that's my first question. And my second question is, do you think he became such a powerful water style user to combat the Uchiha clan who are all fire style users? See, this is the problem that everybody's facing. Just because you're from the land of fire doesn't technically mean you're from the land of Aang and you're just a firebender. Yeah, you can actually learn different techniques in the land you live in. But what I do say is this. Now that you I mean um uh, the last name Sinju, you know, is natural chakra at the purest form. So you have your brother, the oldest brother, who is a wood style user. Then you have the second youngest, who is a water style user. You probably have Another one who is a wood, uh, uh, a mud style, I mean, an uh, earth style user. And you probably have another, and you know, it's all about natural chakra techniques. So you have your earth, wind, and fire, fire, lightning, you know, all that, it, all that probably runs within the clan. They just. So, so you talk about like the different chakra elements. Yeah. How Naruto is a wind, he has wind chakra. Um, what are the other? He has like three, doesn't he? Who? Uh, uh, or two? Well, what does Naruto have? He has wind and something else. No, you just have wind. Yeah, uh, just wind. So is that Sasuke? He has wind. Never, not wind. F- uh, fire, uh, uh, like electricity, and something else. I thought he had three, or is it just two? That we know of, he just has two. All right. Well, see, this is why you're here, so you can correct me on uh, 
on my lack of Naruto knowledge when I slip up. But, uh, well, really, I, I knew that, of course, you can be in the land of fire and practice water style. But I just want to know, why is he the only water style user? It, I don't know of any other water, water style user in the leaf that comes to mind. So I'm just wondering why is it so unique to him? And do you think perhaps that he developed this, you know, water style jutsu, super ultra powerful water style jutsu that he can create like a, a wave out of nothing um, to battle the, the fireballs of the Uchiha clan? That may be the case, yes. But like I said, the last name Sinju belongs to the natural tactical forms. Mm. So like I said, the older brother has the earth, I mean, has the, the wood style, and he so happened to have water style, but you don't know what the other Sinju clan members have. But we do know that Sinju, you know, the tactical forms of nature, is probably runs throughout their whole entire clan. I see, I see. That is a very adequate explanation. We're going to take a short commercial break, and we're going to be right back. And we're back. So yeah, man. If we're talking about the second Hokage, Tobirama Sinju, the most underrated ninja in the Naruto universe, who has because the leaf has shaped the ninja world and he shaped the leaf. So therefore, he has had a direct effect upon all. I mean, in fact, he created the re talk about the reanimation jutsu, man. Talk about that. Um, because the fourth uh, ninja war, fourth great ninja war, uh, the, I mean, the war would have went. I don't know how Madara would have won or at least plan on winning without the reanimation. And then, uh, uh what's his face? Uh, dang, drawing a blank. Uh, Kabuto, thank you. Kabuto, uh, came out of the woodwork. It's like, yo, man, I, I got, I got the juicy for you. We got team up though. But anyway, talk about that. Well, it doesn't really, they don't really explain why he created the second, I mean, uh, the reanimation technique. It's just something he's done. Maybe, maybe he wanted to see his older brother again. But the thing is, he created it when his older brother was alive. Because mm. his older brother knew about the technique. Maybe he wanted to bring back his family or his clan that was being wiped out by the Uchiha. They were wiping each other out. No. No, that's not it. Because as when we seen the Madara and the first Hokage uh, uh, arc, the second Hokage was already born a Corkbelly killer. He already knew what he had to do and what life was about already. So he was a real ninja. Yes. Like, he seems to be more of a real ninja than even the first. Like, the first had these idealistic, called quixotic uh, ideals when it's... Uh, it's uh, idealistic but unrealistic it was like we want peace with the Ochiha that's idealistic but it's not really it's really it was unrealistic to during the time as they were you know warring but yes it you know like you said the first had the the, the idea but the second Hokage, Hokage had the know-how to actually get it done to where it actually was idealistic in real life. I see, I see, I see. So he he was the just like Donzo, how Donzo was 
the underground Hokage and the in the uh, third Hokage was the dude, you know, the guy at the top, the guy who showed his face to the public. Are you saying that the second was basically like Donzo? He had to just do what he had to do from the shadows type thing, or he had to do what he had to do, but he didn't do from the shadows. Mm. He just did it. Well, I guess, yeah. I mean, it was a different time period, though. It wasn't. They were kind of. They were at peace, uh, no. at least for a certain extent, weren't they? No. So, that time was actually all pure war. So if during the third time there was no peace? Well, when the third became Hokage, after a while there was peace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But before then, it was all pure war. I see. By then, there was already... In fact, when the third was in power, in fact, there was a third ninja war. Yes. In fact, the, the third was in a, was involved in the first three. And I and I hear that my sources could be wrong, that the third ninja war was named after the third Hokage. That's a possibility. Only I, I just made that up. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> the third ninja war was pure, is primarily based on the hidden leaf in the hidden stone. Then the other villages just follow suit. No, man, but the third Ninja War is just the third one in line of wars. Well, yes, but it was because of the third Tizukage and the third Hokage. Oh, so I think that's just a coincidence, man. Yes, it is. All right, well, anyway. So, yeah, so the reanimation Jutsu changed. So, yeah, he, there's another reason why he had one of the greatest impacts on Ninja World. World It's because one of the worst wars, which they started with like 80,000 troops or 40,000. How many did they have? During the fourth Ninja War, I believe between eighty to a hundred thousand. And when the war was over, how many did they have left? Less than thirty. Less than thirty thousand out of eighty thousand troops. You know how that would just change the dynamic of power in the world. Why do you think in Baruto they have peace? I don't think they just want to have. Well, they probably they're all cool now. But I think if they had the military might. And and what's funny about that little off topic here, what's funny about all these troops popping out of nowhere is you don't see any of these fools like in the leaf. How many how many people did you think they sent from the leaf to fight in this war? Well, think about it. How big do you think the leaf is? They show you how big it is. It's only show you just a few members. It's not like you know, in the mill it's like in the United States military, you only know a few members of it but you never ever see the full force yeah i'm just saying though it's like well you always get the village but then you always have that little background area of the village where we don't really venture out it's not like every citizen in the leaf lives in the village right like aren't there surrounding yeah well okay this is how it works you have five nations yeah you have they are named after you know after elemental names now, in the Land of Fire, you have different sub-villages, but you have one military village, and that's your hidden village. Oh, I see, I see. But then you have other sub-military... I mean, you have sub-villages in your country, but you have that one military might. But that's the reason why, you know, everybody looks at Hokage because he's like the head general, other than to the feudal lord who is just... You know, the Hokage has technically... Physically, he has more power. But, you know, the the feudal lord has that political power. 
Yeah, you know, that reminds me of uh, how you had the shogunate in Japan, and then you had the emperor. And then the shogunate was the military leader, and the emperor was more of like a political figurehead type thing. Yeah, yeah. So, so if the shogunate was like, you know what? Screw the emperor, which has happened in history before. Uh, then, you know, he can just rise up and take over. Yes, and they showed in the art before, and I please forgive me, I can't think of the man's name. It's right when Asuma was fighting, right before Asuma died. Now the arc when there was, they were talking about the difference between the king and the, I mean the Hokage and the feudal lord, and they had a little. That's why they invaded the Hidden Leaf, because the feudal lord is the true master of the hidden land. What I mean, the it, it hidden fire. So why don't we ever see this fool? Like, like the leaf has been bombed, has been attacked, paint and wiped it out. Like, why don't we? Where was the feudal lord during the war, man? Like, why don't we see his forces? This war could have changed. It, it did. It, it, it would have changed. It would have enslaved the world. Why wouldn't the Kages go to their feudal lords and bring on hundreds of thousands more troops? Because the Hokage, the Kages of each land don't need to do that. Because they are the head mind of the entire military force. Oh, I see. I see. So you mean they already brought their full military might to bear. I, I would figure that the... The only thing is... The feudal lord, only thing the feudal lord is, he just makes the land and that village legitimate. That's all that is. He's not, I mean, yeah, he has more power than the, that Kage, and he has to say so who would leave the village, obviously because of his military, but he really don't have any other type of power. I or he, see. Or, or he's not even a ninja, so he's not like he can even take out the Kage. Yeah, I'm not. He's like the president. You know, it's not like Barack, well, Barack Obama. He gone. Uh, Donald Trump can go down to uh, Iraq with a <laughs> with an M16 and start going to work or anything. He, you know, he leads. But anyway, this is this is a podcast for another time because this is actually pretty interesting. I do want to go on with it, but we're we're going off track here. We talking about Lord Second now. So we talked the we talked about um, uh, the reanimation. Um, we, we talked about, you know, why he, possibility, why he's such a powerful water style user. Oh, and now we can talk about the shadow cone technique. Oh yeah. He did create the shadow cone technique. See, and, and this is also changed the ninja world because Naruto was the greatest ninja of his age or so they say in Boruto. So, and his greatest technique is the shadow clone technique. Now, the reason why, in my personal opinion, he created the shadow clone technique because they were always at war with a different clan. Mainly the Uchiha clan. Now what it is, because they were always at war, they always needed lookouts to see if they're going to be invaded or if they have the advantage to attack. But because of this, they always needed the children from the age of seven all the way up to the oldest adult to always be on guard and ready, ready for war. But as we see, that the first Hokage, he lost many siblings. If I'm not mistaken, I believe there were seven, and five was cut down. Mm. Now, when you're losing people like this, especially children, what do you do? That's where the genius of the second Hokage comes in. He created a technique where Kakashi even said the true purpose for the Shadow Clone was never to fight, but to recon and gather intelligence. And you know what they say that um, invention is the or necessity is the mother of invention. So 
There you go. And they, they repurpose, of course, now where they'll repurpose it and other people. They repurpose the technique, but I see that. That's very interesting. So basically, it just, just have extra bodies like, hey, man, I see uh, about 12 Uchiha coming in 12 o'clock. Even if the Uchiha found a shadow clone, they took him out. The re- information we instantly transferred back to the original body. Yeah. Because we all, when Kakashi made Naruto realize what the true nature of the shadow clone was, you can really get the full intelligence of what you were really sent out to do. I see. I see. Well, now that's very interesting. So, what other techniques? What other techniques that we got to talk about? Um, and last but not least, the flying thunder guy technique. Ah, uh, yes. Which has another ninja who has changed the ninja war or the ninja world, Minato. What was his last name? It was. It wasn't. Uh, it was a monkey. What? What was his last name? I don't know. I, yeah, it's just Minato, Minato whatever. Um, I think it was Nimakazi, if I'm not mistaken, Namakazi. So what was Naruto's mama's last name? Was it Uzumaki? He, yes, his mother's last name was Uzumaki. Oh, that, that's interesting. But Okay, yeah, Flying Thunder God technique. I don't think a lot of people know that he's the one that created that. Yes. And, and then the the fourth just, just re, he redid the will, and uh, he just made it better and did it fancier, I guess. Well, the original take the reason the original reason for the technique to be being created is because, of course, he was at war with the Uchiha clan again. And the problem was to fight the Uchiha clan, you had to fight the Sharingan, and the Sharingan can see through everything. Now, with the teleportation te- teleportation technique, you teleport through time and space, and the Sharingan can't see through time and space; they can only see through reality. Mm-hmm. Now, so what the second did was he created a formula, which was almost like a summoning technique or reverse summoning technique to where he put a marking on a kunai and he throws it, which he will throw the Uchiha off balance because they see multiple weapons coming at him. But he will have one mark hidden on one of the kunai. Mm. And when he realizes it's too late because he's already in his face and he slices him down. So why is flying technique? So why is the fourth Hokage the only person who saw the usefulness of take this technique? Why wasn't like mass produced it and mass learned or whatever? Why didn't a bunch of people like, hey man, if we all learned this as a village, we we would literally be unstoppable. There'd be a village of fourth. This. They of, don't really say how hard it is, but they do give you a couple clues. There's one when they have three ninjas who's getting ready to teleport the fourth. Mizukage back to the battlefield to fight Madara, and it took three people to learn that technique. But all I don't know, it just seems like it's a formula. Well, yes, it is. Is to us, we just see the formula, but they never actually ever show us how they actually make that. How they actually learn that technique. The only technique we actually ever truly learn is the Rasengan. Yeah, that's that's true. We don't actually see them how they actually developed. The shadow clone, like yeah, we just showed, we seen the hand sign, but they don't say how much chakra, like down to the science. Yeah. They don't actually show us. Only thing they show us is the nine tails form. When now we're to actually learn how to control the nine tails, and the on and the wind star we're seeing on. Yeah. Yeah. But in the next, if we don't actually see no other, even with the chidori, they don't. The chidori is the we're seeing on with the with 
lightning manipulated, manipulated through it. That's all that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. Well, that, that's interesting. Yeah, that, I always use the development of um, the what's the Demon Wind Shuriken, uh, Rasengan, or is is that the official the name? Tower. Yeah. Well, anyway, that the one. Demon Wind Shuriken is the actual. You know, the, that windmill sharing. Yeah, yeah, that, that's not what I meant, but uh, isn't it called... Um, the Windstyle uh, Racinga. The Windstyle Racinga, where he could throw it. Yeah, but anyway, you always use that as an example of showing progression of a character growing and developing a technique. How Naruto was, like, sitting there for seven episodes meditating, and he had all those shadow clones, and some of them were going crazy with, you know, from the Nine Tails taking over and stuff like that, and yeah. And he, like, exponentially, and which was cool, um, maybe the second was so powerful, because remember how Naruto was training, trying to get that technique and stuff, and then Naruto multiplied himself, you know, by a, a million, and then each one of his shadow cones started doing the, you know, learning the technique, See, and, the then, and then, and then, uh, the Uzumaki clan is known for having an over, over, Reserve of chakra. Yeah, but, but I'm thinking, I'm thinking though that okay, he didn't do it at that level. Maybe he did like I don't know, ten or less, and then he's able to you know uh, develop all these different techniques because they're all doing it. And then when the shadow clone is destroyed or when he undoes the jutsu, he gains their experience and knowledge. Therefore, uh, 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 learning the technique that much faster. So I'm wondering if maybe he was so powerful. Because and able to come up with all these techniques because he was, I don't know, small, almost like a cheat code, you know. If you got well, five guys second, learning the same thing, well, the second is different because the second didn't have enough time to actually train because he was always at war. See, Naruto only trained, he was never at war till the end. The yeah. second was baptized in the war, yeah. so he didn't have enough time to train, he just had to do. So when he designed the technique, he had it tested on the battlefield. I see. So he didn't, that's what made him more stronger because it was either do or die. I Naruto see. had a million times to correct his technique. He had enough time to even leave the village with Jiraiya for three years. Toburam Senju, at his age, never had that type of time. In fact, almost every single day, it was guaranteed he was in battle. So that's 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 another topic for another podcast upon doing with you why everyone Baruto is considered to be so weak <laughs> because uh, and then like every single time there's a new generation of ninja they seem to be getting weaker Weak. and weaker because uh, they you know when there's peace then you you're not gonna it's not just peace it's also a village technique system because each village has a very specific technique system. That helps their ninjas become where they are today. I see. But yeah, but but it's also attributed, I say, if you're not fighting every day, you're not going to grow as strong as someone. Like, there, I don't think there are any ninjas that were ever truly on par with Madara and uh, the, the first Hokage. And, and that can be attributed to the fact that they were fighting every day. So the, the next generation under them were so powerful because they had other wars. But then it just seems like they get weaker and weaker. No one is on par with the god level of Madara. And, and now, uh, if you say that, maybe that their ancestors were stronger than them because yeah. they were thinking about it. There was no, they were always at war, even during the arc of, uh, you know, the sage's mom coming down, 
and they show her how she had a baby with the king, there was always war then. It was just, you know, there was, and then when Chakra was created, you know, it, it yeah, but that, that's another conversation. But what I'm saying is, it's just each generation they just seem to lose a little bit of power. But, well, but it's, no, it's scary. Actually, at first, at first, it was every generation was gaining power because the first generation didn't even know what chakra was. Yeah. Then they found out what chakra was and they started learning techniques. Now it got to the point to where I say there was a take. I, I would. I well, obviously we don't know when, but there was a time when there was just nothing but s ranks that was walking around because they already had everything um, packed, um, everything down packed from technique to hand signs, everything. But then when that happened, I, be- that's, I believe there was a war that almost knocked everybody out. And that's what kept, kept everybody separated. And this is before the time of the first and first Hokage Madara. This is what I believe because there was just always war. And I mean, you have to have I mean, when there's something like that, there's multiple S-Rank ninjas walking around, especially yeah. in, within your own clan. There has to at least be three or four. Yeah, but in like today, like you, you have your S-Ranks, like uh, Kakashi, you know, like you got Naruto and crew, but... See, Kakashi's only S-Rank because of his experience yeah. and technique, but not just because of overall power. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kakashi was living back then, in my personal opinion... Even though he's very skillful, that wouldn't last if you're facing multiple enemies of S-rank power or at least joining power and above. Because, you know, there's times where you have to fight multiple people. And Kakashi may have this, the technique to take him on, but you don't have the, the chakra to keep, it in go- to keep the endurance going. Yeah, so basically, so, yeah. It, yeah. In, in his era, with his low chakra form... It's, it's acceptable, but back then, Kikashi probably wouldn't last too long. I, I, I would say he would have died back in his humble blackout days. Yeah, that's kind of scary, man. But anyway, thank you for coming on, uh, Big Willie Style. You, you're very knowledgeable about Naruto. And like I said, the next podcast we're gonna talk about we we're gonna talk about what's happening in Baruto, how how BS has been, and how you know they finally getting on track with the movie finally. After like fifty freaking episodes, man, um, and and we're, there's other characters, man. We only talked about the second. There there are other obscure characters. Just rattle off a few characters that you would like to do a podcast on in the future that maybe people don't know too much about. Hanzo of the Salamander. Okay. Okay. What else? Donzo Shim- uh, Shimura. Is that his last name? Donzo. All right, the the underground Hokage, as I like to call him, and oh, and you like to call yourself. Wait, before we go any further, you like to call yourself the Court Kage because we live on Court Street, and some fool decided to walk up in our house one day, and this fool over here, Big Willie Style, decided to grab the baseball bat and chase him down the street. He decided to come back with some friends in a car. The car left and left the guy on the street by himself. Let's just say it didn't end too well. <laughs> it, it didn't end too well. This dude had to run and jump a wall to escape the Court Kage, as he calls himself. So, Court Street, Court Kage. You, you know what? That's your new name. From now on, you're no longer Big Willie Style. You are now the Court Kage. Yeah, I'll take that. You know. and, 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 and you also call yourself Court Kage because the neighbors keep paying you homage by bringing you food it's like thank you thank you for defending the street this is the second fool you you ran off the street you had to run off 
some homeless lady. <laughs> but she was trying to open people's cars. So anyway, uh, wait, just name one more person. Actually, you know what? We're going to talk about the fourth. The fourth. Okay. All right. All right. Because the fourth even was the short, the most short-lived Hokage. He actually, one day, like 30 seconds. Like he hour. actually didn't have any policy put in place. Only thing he was known for was defending the village because he was the only Hokage before Naruto or in Kakashi where the the village itself was invaded and almost on the brink of destruction. He had to save it. Yeah. Every Hokage actually kept, you know, was died outside on the battlefield outside. And then, well, and then, of course, after that, the third. Well, well, that's different. The third yeah. came back. Yeah. But before that, when the third first stepped down, the fourth was the first to die in the village. And, and I remember back then, I was, they always talked about the fourth Hokage. I was like, but why is the guy in power the third? <laughs> and this is before, you know, this is the early day of Naruto, early days. I was like, then why is the old man, the third Hokage, the fourth Hokage already died? That makes no sense. But anyway, yeah, man, we're going to wrap it up for now. We're running kind of long, but... Yeah, we're going to have some future podcasts, uh, you know, uh, people who listen to this on the on the app Anchor, if you can call in, if you want to, you know, this man is a, he knows everything, or maybe, maybe he don't know everything, maybe he's off, you know, call in, let us know, if you use the Anchor app, call us, you know, call in, let us know what we got right, what we got wrong, what subjects we should cover, we'll do our research, we'll get it right, but uh, anyway... This is Batman Live 2002 and the Court Kage. And the Court Kage. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, uh, check out my website, which I, I swear I will have it back up today. Those hackers keep hitting me, man. Uh, Wasasum.com, W-A-S-A-S-U-M.com. Well, I got to say it's to those hackers that now that I'm the official Court Kage, it's time for you to go down. I will, I will find you. With my talk no jutsu. <laughs> wow. Just go to Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and other places. Just go to all the different social medias and type in what's awesome and I'll pop up. Until next time, people. Peace. You know. To the motherland. Oh yes. To my yeah. land. Wow, just just get out of here. Just bye. <laughs>